0: Hello, it's Julie Bindle, and it's great to be back. I've missed you. I haven't done a podcast episode for weeks, and it feels much longer. I hope you've missed it too. I've been away doing a podcast series for Tortoise Media on the murder of a seven-year-old girl, Nikki Allen, in Sunderland, in 1992, and the catastrophic police failure surrounding it, and the campaign by her utterly outstandingly courageous mother Sharon Henderson and if you want to have a listen to Three Doors Down you can find it wherever you listen to your podcasts now today I'm talking to Jenny Watson a brilliant woman who ran has run is running for five years now speed dating it's an evening event in a venue in Bloomsbury Where you can go along and meet someone that you want to date. You might even end up married. You may end up with this person as the love of your life. Either way, it sounds like great fun. And I haven't actually been on a second date since October 1987. Hmm, how come? You might be wondering. Eminently dateable me. Well, I'm actually still with the woman that I went on that first date with in 1987, coming up 36 years. So some of us are very lucky and are in happy relationships. Some of us are very happy not being in relationships. Some of us are happy just being serial daters. Whatever. But when trans activists refuse to accept that there isn't one lesbian on the planet that has a penis... That's when the trouble starts. I'm sure you can already guess the story. You might have even read about Jenny in one of the tabloid newspapers recently that got hold of it. But we had a great conversation. I hope you enjoy it. And I hope you feel angry
1: on her behalf and on behalf of lesbians, full stop. I'm 31 years old. I work as a time planner uh, for a London council Um, Originally from Belfast, I've been in London for, it's coming up to eight years now, so I think, yeah, formally a a Londoner Lie I think. In terms of why I started the speed dating events, about five years ago, I went to one. It was on Valentine's Day and I was single, so I went with a group of friends and I was absolutely terrified and I'm still terrified I can't even do my own ones I'm just I I find it yeah it makes me nervous but yeah I went and it was it was so much fun not just during the dates but after we all went out to uh yeah she bar of course and uh it was on a Tuesday night massive hangover the next day um had to work so but it was totally worth it because it was yeah it was lovely and yeah I mean I didn't meet the one but we all bonded and it was just yeah it was a really nice experience and it was it was so much more than just dating
0: how does it work talk the listener through the mechanisms from start to finish
1: so first of all we sign everyone in give them a name badge a wee card pencil um, and then they have about 30 minutes to mingle and then that kind of loosens everyone up a bit and then we do the speed dating for two hours they have a break in between and they're about Three minutes long and then 45 seconds to get to the next table. So there's a a mad rush.
0: So you have three minutes to talk to each other. Is that how... It's, It's not very long at all. What can you say in three minutes? So you could say to somebody, what do you do? How old are you? When was your last relationship? Do you like going to the cinema?
1: Yeah. And then you take a look at them and you think, oh, are you cute? And then after that... People always stay on and they make a big night of it. It's always, yeah, a big night. And I've, I've been to a few of them and they're, they're good fun.
0: What's the success rate, would you say, of people copying off together?
1: Um. So every couple of months I send out an email and I've had, I mean, I've had so many stories, relationships, um, even just friendships. We've had two weddings come from it, which was really really cool knowing that we were part of that and I got to go to both of them. I've got one engagement. I recently found out that they um they found a couple of gay guys and they're going to do platonic parenting with them, which I thought was quite cool. So it's mostly on Meetup. I have a number of Meetup groups. Um so One of them is called Lesbian Pub Socials because, you know, we all love going to the pub. We just want to socialise. Another is called, well, I inherited this one and it was quite a large one. And it was initially named uh, Lesbians and Queer Women of London or something like that. And I personally did not like that name because I'm not very much in favour of using the word queer. And so I renamed it to females loving females uh so that's my second one lesbian lifestyle another one then this is a controversial one and it's the first one that I set up and this was before I peaked and it was just after I broke up with my long-term girlfriend and you know we were we were the kind of girls that uh merged into one and so all our friends were the same and so it was really awkward when it ended and so I thought I want to make some new friends and so I was I was really I was quite terrified of joining another meetup group an already established one and I thought to myself okay well I'm going to deal with that by making my own one and I thought no one's going to turn up to this but actually we had about 50 people the the first day and And that was really it was really great, and we did that for years. But my issue was that there were way too many men for my liking um and other other people um so i I still pay for the subscription uh, and I still advertise uh some of my events through that but i yeah i don 't have a lot of involvement in it um but i I think that really just kind of proves the point that. We're not transphobic, because trans people can attend that one. That's, a, that's absolutely no problem. It's just that the lesbian events, the ones that have lesbian in the title, um, are just for lesbians, and, that, and that's that.
0: I know that this is an obvious question, but just tell me why it matters that for a lesbian event, there are no trans women there.
1: For me... Uh, personally being a lesbian I like women and I don't particularly want to be in their company if I go to a lesbian event I want to be with lesbians um for other people we've I mean we've had quite a number of like bad experiences over the years um you might have seen the male article I, I don't really agree with the way they framed it but we once had a a a man turn up in a purple latex outfit and an erection. And it made everybody completely very, very uncomfortable. But I didn't feel like I could speak up because he was about six foot two and a big, you know, bulky guy. And so I just, you know, I was coerced into not saying anything because... It just I didn't want to be accused of discrimination and also it was threatening as well and so I didn't say a word but people felt uncomfortable and then the word got round that these events have these honestly predators in my opinion you know I don't I don't think that he had gender dysphoria I think he was just a guy who had a fetish and wanted to you know make women uncomfortable and that's that it's kind of like the you know the men in the white vans honking their horns, you know, they just want your attention. That's it. Um they know that you're not going to they know that you're not going to stop and say, "Oh, great, you know, uh let's let's be boyfriend and girlfriend." No, they just want your attention. They want to scare you. They they want to intimidate you.
0: And the problem is, of course, that what we get from the trans activists as a response to that is Well, maybe he wasn't a true trans person. Um, Maybe he was just pretending to be a trans person. But what does that even mean? Because, of course, they're men. And, of course, there are those that do live as the opposite sex, that do have gender dysphoria. They still offend. They still sexually offend against women at the same pattern, the same rate, as do other men. And the issue is, of course, as, as a feminist, I've never said or thought that all or most men are rapists. But I have always said enough are, or enough are potential sex offenders, that we should have women-only spaces. We should have sex-based rights, because enough men are. We never, ever said all men are in order to fight for our sex-based rights. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What happened when the dude with the latex and the erection um, was clearly there to intimidate? Did you have to go to security or management how did it all end
1: i did not do a thing and i looking back on it i really i feel ashamed and i regret that but it was because i felt scared of him and um i knew that if i spoke out i would be accused of transphobia um and that's that's not the case you know as I've, as i've said like i i have sympathies for people who legitimately experience gender dysphoria um and i i didn't want to be accused of that and i didn't want to tarnish the reputation of the group so i i just let it happen and i shouldn't have and and i regret it but you know these people they come after you and and like the the amount of threats that i've got over the past couple of weeks have been insane and i've i've had to go to the police about it i got an email that, just one line with some lovely typos in it, and it said, we are coming to gang rape you. And before I got that, it was like stupid things on Twitter, like punch a turf and stuff like that. And that kind of stuff made me, it made me laugh almost. It's just stupid. And when I got that, that scared me. It really, really did. Um, And it just shows you like what they're capable of. Because it's a man, it's a man sending that. It's not a woman sending that.
0: When did it all blow up? Talk me through how it happened.
1: So we had an incident, I mean, we've had a number of incidents with trans identified males attending and I've just shut up about it. Um, And I wasn't happy with it, but, you know, I've explained my reasons why. But we had one in particular recently where a guy turned up, um, big bulky guy, he was in the toilets and he was. Uh, it was just him and another woman and he was um, brushing up against her, and he he was touching her, and she came to me, uh, told me about it, and I spoke to him, and then he was um, he was furious and he was throwing the discrimination cards and it wasn't that at all. It was just you're not behaving appropriately and you can't do this. Please leave. Um, and then from that point I said right enough is enough yeah I've always just been too scared to say anything but at that point I was like I'm sick of this I can't do it anymore it keeps happening every single event we always get one always and most of them are fine surely it makes people uncomfortable but they're usually fine you know but this guy and so many others have just behaved in horrific manners and it's it's not okay and I don't want to be associated with that we're just trying to create a nice event that has had lovely success stories um, and I don't want its reputation tarnished and I want lesbians to feel safe so I came out on, so- on social media and I said enough is enough I didn't bully anyone I just stated biological facts I just said lesbians do not have penises and trans women are men and that was the extent of it you know I you know I clarified it a bit more but I didn't bully anyone I didn't mock anyone I didn't name any names nothing like that and then a um a whatsapp group was set up to try to combat this alleged uh transphobia uh it's London against transphobia but Instead, they probably should have uh, named it Let's Destroy Jenny Watson's Life because they've contacted every single venue where I hold my events. And so it's not just the speed dating. Um, I do other events. Um, I've just set up a new one and it's called XX exclusive so XX Chromosomes. Um, we have the next one in a couple of weeks. Very excited for that. Um, and... So they haven't targeted that venue because uh, they don't. So basically to get the venue, you need to email us. But I imagine they're probably going to turn up anyway. Um, but in terms of the other venues where I hold events, I've contacted them all and they've all canceled the events, which after six years of running them and you know the loyalty that we've given them, especially after COVID, where, you know, people aren't in the office and Friday night drinks aren't really a thing anymore. So it's, you know, uh, yeah, it's, 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 you know, the loyalty that we have shown them. And then in return, we get this, being accused of, of transphobia. when all we want is to keep lesbians safe. Um, and it's advertised as a lesbian event. And we all know what a lesbian is um and 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 the customers you know the attendees they should be getting that
0: what do you want to happen going forward and what is the future for lesbian only events i mean i'm obviously really keen to hear what you have to say about this because as you know kathleen stock and i founded the lesbian project
1: uh basically the intention is to find a new venue but it's going to be a challenge because in this little whatsapp group which I, I don't know if you've heard but the manager of the venue he joined it and he uh you know he he, he used some very colorful language i don't know if i can i can use those words in this podcast but uh, a turfy a hole was used and, and other things uh. you know and yeah you know, just a, a load of personal things without knowing me and my motivations and um Yeah, he joined that group and and it was all very incriminating, the things he was saying. Um, So I'm trying to find a central London location. Uh, The previous one we had, we got it for free, which was great. Um, And if we can't get a new one for free, there's no point in running it because, um, you know, it it, it would just be too expensive. And and we don't want to, you know, charge people extortionate ticket prices because we want to make it accessible accessible so yeah so i'm I'm hoping someone's gonna stand up and say you know you can have our central london venue for free but i i really i'm not i'm not sure if that's gonna happen um and in the meantime the activists in the little whatsapp group the destroy jenny's life group they've gone to my employer and they said jenny watson she is unsafe around trans people, she's inciting violence, um, she is a bully, um, and she should not be a representative of the London council that she works for. Um, so I'm working in town planning uh, in central London.
0: Have they come after you with your job? Have they directly targeted you in this way? Oh, they,
1: they have, yeah. So I actually managed to get uh, one of my friends to infiltrate into the WhatsApp group. So we got all the incriminating messages from the bar manager and the screenshot where they've complained about me to my, to to, to HR. Um, so I know there's an investigation, whatever that means, going on. And uh, yeah, so I've, I, you know, I'm hoping to meet with HR um uh as as you might know the lgb alliance have been supporting me um and it's been incredible and just to think like a few years ago we wouldn't have had anything like that and i would have i would have crumbled i would have been lost so i'm just so so thankful for their support they've just been lovely they've just been great um and i hope you know working together we can just expose this whole thing and you know let people know what's happening.
0: And how can we at the Lesbian Project and as individual lesbians and others that are actually on the right side of history help you? How can we support you?
1: It's it's been crazy. You know, the, the support I've got is it's been fantastic, and I've I've got lots of nasty comments too. Um, one comment in uh, on YouTube. And with a face like that, I understand why that girl is a lesbian. And I've got a bunch of, yeah, very nice. But hey-ho, you know, I expected it. And you just, you know, you, ha- you just have to accept that kind of thing is going to happen. And it's for the greater good, so...
0: I'm so sorry that you've had this. And what we need to do is get back to face-to-face socialising as lesbians. We need to have our own venues... There are plenty of mixed queer, as they call them, clubs. There are plenty of lesbian and gay joints. There are plenty of places, in fact, just about everywhere, where openly trans women are welcome and, in fact, lauded. So we need as many lesbian events, as many lesbian nights, as many lesbian discos, speed dating, coffee bars, everywhere. We need to all think about that.
1: Well, that's the thing, like, I'm not going to give up, you know. It hasn't deterred me in any way, um... like the comments haven't been nice the experience hasn't been nice I'm worried about my job um, but I'm going to keep going for it, Um, we need these events and it's really important Um, so I'm going to find a new venue for the speed dating even if it means having to pay for it and you know not making any profit for the first few months until we find something, we're going to keep doing it we will
0: Thank you for listening and also thank you supporting Jenny for supporting any lesbian social events whether it's coffee, dating dancing chatting, whatever we need these face to face meetings online is brilliant but we also need to be around in real life our community our people so onwards and upwards we'll be reporting back from Jenny to see if she's managed to get hold of another venue and keep hold of that venue. Bye for now.